Thanks for tuning in to In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. And our very special guest in this episode is defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. And I'll tell you what, he is a genius. He is one of those football men's, as there's no doubt about it. And his players know that he is. His players respect the heck out of him as a football coach. They also love him as a human being. And he, we talk about that. We talk about adjustments that he makes during the course of the football game, things that maybe they were doing a few weeks ago that they're going to draw upon and say, look, we weren't expecting this in this football game, but here's what we did when it happened to us earlier in the season. Let's get after it a little bit and everybody on the same page, all the communication that goes on, everything that it takes to be a successful defense in the National Football League. Lou Anarumo has his players doing. They're excited already, even though it's the bye week. I know a lot of them are excited already about what he's got in store for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're going to like this. Thanks for joining us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics from our studio at First Star Logistics, as always, and our very special guest today. Bengals defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. And boy, what a special guest this man is. His defense against the Carolina Panthers was dominant. And coach, like we were kidding about the other day, should put this first half on a loop, send it to the Hall of Fame, so it can just keep being shown over and over and over again how you held the Carolina Panthers to 32 yards on 17 snaps in a half in the National Football League? Man, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, it was a great, uh, great half. The the guys really executed well, and you know we um, we really wanted to make a, a huge emphasis of uh, playing well on third down. We we didn't have our best night in Cleveland on third down, uh, and we started off fast, and uh, that that really helped us, uh, you know, be efficient in the first half for sure. When you think about all the injuries uh, that you had, and and the guys that had to step up and, and, and perform for you. When you took a look at that first half, I mean, there had to be, there were always some sort of mistake being made, but in terms of gap controlled integrity and all the things that go on on behind it, was it pretty close to being as good as it can be? No, they, they, you know, we were solid across the board, as you mentioned at each level, guys were making plays as you saw with uh, Jermaine's interception and then Jesse's interception and, uh, uh, you know, the guys up front not allowing the run game to get going. You know, th those guys had been really successful uh, the prior two weeks against two, you know, uh, two teams that, um, you know, I think Atlanta, they gave up they gave up 37 points and almost 500 yards. And then Tampa Bay, uh, almost 400 yards and 21 points. So they had moved the ball on, on some teams. And so we were certainly worried coming in. And, and our guys uh, heeded the warning and came out and did a great job. Some of the other numbers here, Coach, because it, it is mind-boggling to me. I just can't get over it, as you can tell. First half, they had the ball for 8 minutes and 16 seconds. What? For a half? A 13-minute and 32-second time of possession advantage to the Bengals in that first half. They went 0 for on third down, 0 for 4, as you would expect. 32 yards on 17 snaps, like said. Um, and then the three takeaways. And don't minimize that. I mean, three takeaways and a half is, is just suffocating. It uh, when you thought, all right, 
I'm going to be down this player, uh, down this player. I hope this guy steps up. Hope that guy steps up. Did you have any inkling that this would unfold the way it did? Well, you know, we have great confidence in our, in our guys. We've got really good depth. We think at uh, some positions and um, you know, the guys have stepped up and, you know, you never think it's going to, if I, I'd be lying if I said, I think we we're going to hold them to 34 yards and a half, but uh, you know, it just played out the way, uh, you know, the guys uh, fought and, and played out really well for us, obviously. And, and um, the guys stepped up and did a great job. The guys that were in there for the, for the injured players. So I couldn't ask for any more from them. As far as injured players are concerned, coach, I mean, the bye week coming up, um, some of the, some of the injuries on, on game day, Dax Hill with the shoulder. Is it too early to tell the significance of that injury to Dax that happened against Carolina? Yeah, I, I still think we're still finding out, you know, all the details and how long and all that. So hopefully in the next few days we'll know. But guys like we know Cheeto obviously is going to be, be on injury reserve, unfortunately, with the ACL surgery. But Tupo with the calf, DJ Reader uh, with the quad knee issue, uh, Mike Hilton broke his pinky in three places. <laughs> Jeez, against uh, – uh, Cleveland and stayed in the football game, finished the game. Um, he's having surgery, and, and, and then, of course, the bye will help that. Trey Flowers with the hamstring. Do you expect some of those hands to be on deck after the bye? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I think guys are trending in the right direction for sure. And, you know, whether we have some or all of those guys, uh, we'll see when we get back next week. But uh, certainly uh, I would anticipate having, uh, you know, more than, uh, more than um, two or three of them for sure. I know during the buy, one of the things that uh, that you do is self scout, you know, and, and see if there's any trends or patterns that uh, you need to break or whatever the case may be. There, I do know that you and Zach over the years have, even when you were assistants together, you've kind of bounced things off of each other um, to prevent that during the course of the season on a on a week by week basis. But will that will that go on? And I guess before you go through that process. What do you think that your defensive football team has been most consistent doing so far? Um, we've done a good job of taking the ball away. We want to, you know, continue to keep that trend going. Um, you know, I think, you know, it's it's just our level of play. Uh, you know, it had been really good in the red zone and third down. Uh, you know, the red zone kind of we were doing well Sunday, and then second half got a little bit out of sorts, but. You know, you keep up those situational areas, and that's so key to winning. You know, you can take the ball away, you play good third down and red zone, you're going to have a chance to win a bunch of games. So we want to make sure we improve in, in, the, in the areas, um, you know, explosive runs, explosive passes. We don't, we don't want to give up any of those. Um, we can do better there for sure. Um, and then uh, just the overall consistency of our play, I was happy with in the first half of the year. It's got to continue. That's the thing too in the in the running game. Um, in the first half, the longest rush for Carolina was six yards. For the game, it was one yard better, a seven yard run, seven carries, twenty three yards in the in the first half. You stymied that running game, and Foreman had come off back to back one hundred eighteen yard rushing days. I mean, it wasn't like their offensive line wasn't doing a pretty good job of moving people. But they just could not uh, could not get that done against you. No, and you know part of it. Number one, he was you know we we weren't going to let him catch us off guard. Foreman, you know he had uh, popped a big run in the divisional game against the Titans last year, so we were well aware of what he was capable of. 
uh, the players were for sure. And, um, you know, and then, you know, you just keep getting the ball back to the offense and they're, they're scoring every time they get it. So that makes it harder for them to keep the running game going. And then, you know, you force them to pass and then, you know, you know, the result is what it was. So, um, you know, just happy across the board. I, I thought it was a great team effort. Obviously, Coach, fans are going to be like, boy, from the Cleveland game to the Carolina game, you know, it's like North Pole, South Pole. It's Jekyll and Hyde. It's whatever you want to, whatever you want to term it. Um, I guess as the first coach that ever said this to me was one a great high school football coach that I had that I respect, God rest his soul, to this day. Very, very bright guy. Very good football coach. And I remember him saying, hey, lap him. You know what? You're never as good as you think you are. You're never as bad as you think you are. That's you as a player. That's us as a football team. And that, that's the bottom line, really. I mean, I've heard it many times uh, since. But, you know, to, to have a, a problem against Cleveland and then to, to correct it to the level that you have against Carolina, do you think the norm is somewhere in between that, Coach? Yeah, for sure. We've done too many good things before that. You know, again, uh, first and second down really wasn't the problem against Cleveland. It was just getting off the field on third down. They had uh, yep. certainly a few runs that we'd like to have back. But uh, – you know, yeah, I, I, we're definitely uh, uh, trending in the right direction there for sure. As you look at it um, in the second half of the uh, season from a schedule standpoint, got Pittsburgh, obviously, in Pittsburgh, and then go to Tennessee, two road games. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, Watson will be back for Cleveland, I guess, unless others step up and say, me too, or whatever. Uh, Tampa Bay, you got the GOAT down in Tampa Bay. New England's got uh, you know good a good young quarterback working with them. Buffalo has Allen. Baltimore has Jackson. My goodness, that's that's a that's a litany. That's a murderer's row of quarterbacks. How do you feel like not just sacks but pressure? Uh, you know, j just consistent pressure on quarterbacks. Have you felt like it's gone pretty well this year? And is that going to be a huge deal down the stretch? Obviously. Yeah, I think so. You know, we certainly like to have a few more sacks than we have right now, but you can see the pressure that we're causing uh, on the quarterbacks. They feel it. You know, there's probably two sacks on this past Sunday that, uh, you know, the guys, uh, Walker's a good athlete. He's able to get out of the, you know, really Trey had him dead to rights and uh, he just spun out of it. So, um, you know, there's, there's uh, some things we can finish a little bit better and, and uh, have some coordinated rushes a little bit better and that'll help with the overall thing, but we've been consistently getting pressure and that's what's important. So how about the young guys on the back end, Coach, in terms of doing what they're supposed to do, being where they're supposed to be, when they were supposed to be there, and all that good stuff, uh, was it was it pretty pretty strong against Carolina? And do you feel – I know there's probably like, oh, man, how, how sophisticated do I get? How much of a burden do I put on, on these young guys, you know, to add to what they're dealing with, uh, you know, just playing so few snaps in the National Football League anyway? Um, how, how much does that affect what you try to do, striking a balance there in terms of game planning? Yeah, I think it's uh, important that you that we have a good feel for who's out there and when. But uh, to be honest, we we didn't cut scale back at all this week and uh, gave everybody the normal full game plan, um, and they handled it great. You know, uh, again, our, our assistant coaches do a great job. You know, starting with Hob up front and then Betch with the linebackers, Rob with the safeties, and and Chuck with the corners. Uh, you know, uh, so I, I feel like we can, you know, if there's some in the game that's not going the way it's supposed to, we can adjust, but uh, they handle all of it well. 
That's that's uh, that's great news. That's great to hear right there, um, Coach. That you've mentioned this before, and I think it's probably as great a uh, as not a secret, but is maybe a requirement to be a successful coach, not only in the National Football League but almost any level. And you do it as well as anyone that I've seen. The idea of okay, find out what my players' strengths are, and I'm going to scheme to accentuate those strengths. I'm going to let my guys go out there and showcase what they can do, what they can do best. I mean, that that just raises the confidence level of the player so much, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, not not asking them, as you mentioned, not asking them to do something that uh, maybe it's not their, uh, you know, best attribute and trying to, you know, minimize what uh, what their weaknesses are and, and, you know, maximize their strengths. I think that that's something we strive to do and uh, at all levels of the defense. And sometimes you're able to do it a little bit more for a different position. But uh, at the end of the day, we've got a bunch of good players, a bunch of smart players uh, that are in tune to what each call means and why we're doing it. And I think that has a lot to do with uh, our success, that they have uh, taken ownership of it and the players have done a great job. You, you know you have something going, Coach, when I've heard you many times, you know, give Pratt uh, credit where credit's due and deservedly so. And then he's talking about on the interception saying, yeah, that, that wasn't me. That was Coach Anarumo. You know, we're in base defense. He knew what they were going to do. We kind of, uh, you know, okay, that's what they're going to do because we're in base. They're going to try to do this. And he got the nice depth and got the interception. And he said, you know, that coach put me in a, like we were just talking about, coach put me in a position to make a play. I felt like I had to make it. That was a hell of a play he made, wasn't it? Yeah, and God bless Jermaine. I mean, he's out there, the ones making a play. I appreciate the, the kind words from him, but he he made a hell of a play. And, uh, um, you know, and, and he's done that before, you know, for us uh, in the biggest of situations on a final drive of the playoff game. And, um, you know, and all the way through last year and, and up and through this year. So, um, yeah, terrific play by him and just shows you how flexible we can be at that position. How is the communication, Coach? Uh, you know, I know that that's a big thing to you is there's no such thing as over-communication. And, man, that, that has been a strength, I think, all season long of your defensive football team. With the new components that were in there, was the communication still at a high level in your estimation? Yeah, I mean, you got Jesse and Vaughn back there from the back end standpoint. And so they're, they're not going to allow it to be anything uh, less than what it needs to be. You know, Logan and Jermaine do a great job communicating with the front. Um, you know, Sam and, and Trey, uh, they can communicate things to the inside guys as well. So we've got it set up where each, each guy is uh, responsible for certain things. And, uh, you know, so far, you know, it's really held up no matter, no matter who's in there. You mentioned uh, Cheeto. You know, like he's he's going to be having surgery in a few days. And even before he goes and has a surgery, he's talking to you about, I want to be there. I want to be in meetings. I want to I want to be, you know, somebody that players can come to and, uh, and you know, just pick my brain. I'm going to raise questions to them. I'm going to challenge these guys. I mean, just the epitome of a leader. Uh, Awuzier is one of a kind, isn't he? You know, Cheeto's um, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, got great. Uh, nothing but the best um, for him, you know, thoughts about him and how he goes about his job as a professional. Um, uh, if you had 11 of him, boy, you, you wouldn't lose many games. He's terrific. I mean, him and Mike, you know, the two guys that, uh, you know, Cheeto's going to have seizing and in surgery and Mike had, you know, the 
the thing done to his finger. And so Wednesday, this past Wednesday before the Carolina game, Mike had surgery at 7.30 in the morning, and he's sitting in our defensive meeting, I think, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. Uh, Cheeto's in there with his crutches. And, you know, the guys that usually are going on IR, they're not sitting in meetings. That's just not the norm in, the, in this league. And, um, again, it's a tribute to how they feel about each other and how well they want to do. Uh, Cheeto did not want to be uh, in the press box during the game. We set up a, a barricade for him behind the bench so that, God forbid, you know, somebody came over, he, he, you know, and he wanted to be right next to his guys. And uh, <laughs> um, it just, again, it speaks to who they are as men and how they feel about each other. That's unbelievable, Coach. I mean, man, you know, relationships, uh, the bonds that are formed in relationships are – you know, are, are built off of, uh, you know, a trust and, and respect. And, man, these guys, you know, player to player, there's that – but then player to coach, coach to coach, coach to player. You guys have it going on now. I mean, there's so many examples of it, and you just laid out two of the most unbelievable that I've heard. I mean, like you said, most a lot of guys, they go on IR. Even if it's a successful situation going on, it's like, oh, man, I'm – you know, I you – know, you know, Sometimes it's guys feeling sorry for themselves. Sure. Sometimes it's guys saying, oh, yeah, well, I don't need to do that. I'm not going to do it. These guys, they, they get over feeling sorry for themselves like that, and it's like, what can I do to help? That is so special. It's it's so unique. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And it's, it's like as I mentioned, it's certainly not the norm, and uh, I'm just glad they're on our team. Yeah, no no question about it. So speaking of the bye, uh, what's, uh, what's in store for – Defensive coordinator, soon to be head coach Luana Rumo during the bye week. <laughs> um, I, I am, uh, I am, uh, I appreciate that. Um, I uh, we're going to do some self scouting here. Uh, we've been looking at things today. Uh, we had practice this morning with the guys, um, so we'll do look at ourselves as we, as you mentioned earlier, today and tomorrow. Um, I'll peek. I've already peeked at you know Steelers. Obviously, starting to work on that. Um, I, Peaked at the Titans and the Kansas City already too, <laughs> but uh, but uh, not to get too far ahead. But um, but I have and then, and then um, my wife and I we're gonna head. My son's a sophomore at uh, WVU, so we're gonna go over there. He's working in the football office as a student assistant, and right. um, so we're gonna go be a. I'm gonna actually go to a tailgate and sit in the stands, <laughs> and act like um, a complete idiot in the stands. I think and just. Start yelling at all these bad calls that these coaches are making. And see, see how the other half lives. You know what I'm saying, Lap? <laughs> Coach, I hear you, man. Was... I wouldn't have done that. You know, one of those. <laughs> right. You'll you'll be one of about seventy thousand. However yeah. many fans there are down there, yeah, I'm sure it'll be wild. Yeah, they're all coaches, man. Every one of them. There's, there's uh, no doubt about it. Definitely looking forward to relaxing. That's for sure. Oh yeah, that's that's uh that's for no question about it. So, Coach, when. During, during the course of a season, when as, as a defense coordinator, do you like think, all right, well, I've got all of these things I can do from a from a configuration structural standpoint, all these change-ups, this and that. Do you have an idea of when you may, at what stage you might incorporate a change in another? And obviously it's it's cast in jello, not in stone, because injuries and other things dictate uh different scenarios, but do you have a, something like that laid out for a whole season, or do you do it as it comes to you during the course of it? I mean, is it not predetermined, but do you have 
all of these ingredients, you know, and it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this in the first quarter of the season, this in the second quarter of the season, or how do you approach that? Yeah. I mean, everything we do is just trying to win that particular game that week. And, and uh, you never want to say to yourself, well, I held this off. You know, you may have something in the plan that you're, if things are going well, that you might be able to hold off into the second half of a game. Um, you know, and we've done that before. Um, you know, but yeah, it, everything we do, we got all efforts to win that particular game for sure. And, uh, and, and things kind of trend during the season sometimes just, uh, you know, based on, Hey, we're playing way more of coverage X than I thought we would this year. And then maybe have something off of that. And that, that's kind of how we uh, go with the, go with that, that those type of things. So, I mean, offensively, when we had really smart quarterbacks like the Bengals have now with Joe Burrow, but we had Kenny Anderson, Boomer Sias, and guys like that to be like, during the course of a game, okay, well, hey, guys, this wasn't really in this week's game plan. And even though it's week 10, what we were doing here in week two, you guys remember this? Remember what we called it? And, 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 and this this is perfect for this uh, what they're doing to us in this football game. I mean, is that a situation where you have smart players on your defensive football team and anything that's been installed is theoretically banked away that you can pull it out of the vault, pull it yeah. out of that bank anytime? Yeah, I think so. We had a, Yes, to answer your question, yes. I, we had a situation in a game early on Sunday. They had gotten to a wildcat, wildcat formation. Um, we had talked about we had talked about going into the game, doing a particular thing against it. And then yeah. right after the play, they didn't they really didn't have any success with that particular play. I just I just say, listen, let's just do this in this uh, uh, package. And then if they come out and we're in nickel or uh, DBs, let's do something else. And they and it was something else, you know, and they were like, OK, you know, so it was an easy adjustment on the field. And just because I didn't like how it looked and I just wanted to give us a different opportunity, if that was going to be a, a trend of the game and, and our offense did such a great job that, you know, uh, it was going to turn into a pass game. So all that stuff went away. But, yeah, our guys, can I think, can handle pretty much anything. You know, um, your your defensive football team has such a great demeanor about it. You know what I mean? It's like uh, there's never any panic. Uh, there's always, you know, let's let's keep grinding. Let's go back to work. Let's get after it. That's going to stand you in good stead for the course of a long NFL season, isn't it? I think so. You know, one of the uh, I made mention earlier in the week uh, to somebody that uh, or yesterday, earlier in the week, it's Tuesday. Uh, yesterday, I said, you know, one of our the first videos I showed the guys uh, in training camp was, uh, you know, we were starting at the bottom of the mountain and and we're climbing up. And I had some pictures of some people climbing Mount Everest. And you know, they there was a guy with a pro uh, pro go GoPro, whatever it's called, and they're yeah. looking, they're showing yeah. from the top looking down, okay. and and uh, it's not a that's a scary, scary <laughs> sight to me. And part of our thing was, you know, we're going to hit some obstacles and just don't look down and uh, throughout the whole year. And I, I just think that even in some of the tough situations on the sideline, I, I remind them, don't look down, just keep going forward. And, uh, you know, they they have uh, grabbed that and ran with it. And I think it's important that, uh, you know, we've got a tough back end of the schedule here and, and um, you know, we'll 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 handle it the right way. Yeah, there's there's no no doubt in my mind that uh, that that's that's going to be the the scenario. And you know the thing that I like best uh, at the at the bye week to be plus three, 
and tied for fifth in the National Football League after starting the season out with that minus five. That's a hell of a thing. I mean, you're, you you have you guys have really controlled uh, that that part of things uh, from the the tragedy that took place in that opener because you know that that was just unfortunate. That's not the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, it, it's it's been incredible to watch, Coach. You're you've got your defense playing at an extremely high level once again, and I think it's a tribute to not only um, you know the the intelligence and uh, and the ability to to put together a game plan, but again, I, I've always said that when players not only respect but genuinely like their coaches, who you got a big time dangerous dynamic there, and I know that your players not only respect you as a coach and they love you, man. They love you as a coach and they love you as a human being, and that that's powerful stuff. No, I appreciate that. And I, it's, the feelings are definitely mutual. Trust me. We've got a great room. I love walking into work every day. And uh, um, I'll enjoy the bye, and then I'm, but I'm already anxious to get going uh, when we get back. Appreciate it, Coach. My I know you got, you, got, you got a few extra days. Can't wait to see what that game plan looks like against Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks again, Lap. You're the man, sir. Thank you. See you guys. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.